0: In 1963, a last-minute request from Pepsi led to an 11-month rushed project and resulted in an attraction which sold 10 million tickets in a one-year period. From the World's Fair, this ride became a legend at Disneyland. With a song so familiar, it became the earworm to end all earworms. This week on Slice of Disney, it's a small world. (laughs) of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I'm Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell.
1: And I'm Will Lentz, uh, your co-host and animatronic that's singing a repetitive song.
0: Are you in the Matrix? Uh, I don't
1: think animatronics are in the Matrix.
0: But wouldn't the Matrix kind of be like animatronics? No. Because we're not real people who can make decisions?
1: No, animatronics are like uh, machines that are programmed to, to be animated and the matrix is like your consciousness is being uploaded into a computer program. It's a simulation. So two very different things.
0: Okay, fine, fine.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big matrix guy, but I know that much.
0: I only saw it last year for the first time. So I'm a new, a noob, Have but seen I've the seen sequels. I watched the second one and it was real weird.
1: Yeah, I don't fully understand it. But. I was
0: like, what is happening? Why are we now like... It felt like uh, Dr. Parnassia's Island. Do you remember? I,
1: I know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. It wasn't great. But you know what I am familiar with and have always been familiar with because I grew up with it?
1: What's that?
0: Animatronics. And it's a small world
1: great um yeah it's a small world
0: wow will does not seem too excited
1: i am excited i used to have like a little top that when you would spin it it would uh play the song yeah i was super into it i can imagine it was very annoying for anyone that was not me at that time in that age if you're
0: listening to this podcast and didn't immediately think of this song we may have a problem.
1: Especially because I'm probably going to use it as the intro music. So that would be weird. <laughs>
0: it is. It is definitely one of the catchiest songs of all time.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it is. It, it, it gets in your head and it just stays there. Um, and especially if you go on the ride where you will hear it approximately 300 times before you get off the ride. The,
0: approximately. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a great catchy song. It is. So this ride has a pretty intense history, which I feel like we're going to focus on this a little bit more than we normally do with a ride. Um, this was the last ride that Walt was at the opening day of. So I think that, and this was a very important ride to him.
1: I didn't realize, I didn't I didn't see that part when I was doing my research, so that's, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think this, he also, very similar to how they did with other rides, like Pirates of the Caribbean, which we've talked about, they even made sure that before they put the ride actually at the World's Fair, because they put it there first, you know, he got to do the whole wheelchair through at the yeah, same speed 100%, in a
1: boat.
0: 100%. Um, but he said, Here we enter the children's world of imagination, fun, and laughter. During our voyage, we'll visit more than 100 lands. And I feel like that's a great intro into It's a Small World.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was definitely the intent behind it. And I think, for me, the most interesting part about this ride is the development of it. Um, And as was alluded to in the intro, it was a rushed project.
0: Yeah, I mean, which I agree, that is pretty amazing. They created this in only 11 months from even suggesting an idea of making a ride. So Pepsi had come to the Disney company because... They, the World's Fair, which was such an iconic thing. I'm so curious to learn more about the World's Fair. I've only learned about it through Disney history.
1: Yeah.
0: But just like what a big deal that was Mm -hmm. in the world. And so they went to Disney and there was a place called the Pavilion at the World's Fair and they wanted to make a ride for UNICEF, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund. And they went to them. They're like. Hey, from before they went to Walt, they went to somebody else in the Disney family, and they're like, hey, we, we have this idea, like, we think you guys can maybe do it. And whoever answered this said, no way, that's not enough time. Walt got ear of this and said, I'm sorry, are you kidding me? Do you know how quickly I put Disneyland together? I think I got this.
1: <laughs> it is important to know that Disney was already developing for other attractions uh, for the World's Fair. Um, and so, like... Beyond just needing to add a project uh, with 11 months months to go, they already had all these other things that they were trying to get done, too. Yeah. So, like, the fact that they were able to get it all the way there from start to finish uh, was pretty impressive.
0: But that's what Disney did best. They do work on a million things at once.
1: Yeah, but I think one of the interesting things about this, too, was, like, not only did they say, like, okay, last minute, we're going to get this done. They put a lot of their best resources on it oh yeah yeah like the the development of this i think is one of the most interesting parts because of all of the like big names that uh you have heard throughout this podcast um all kind of came together to work on this project together
0: all the big disney legends so when they were asked to do this they weren't just working on four projects they were working on four of the most iconic projects during walt disney's uh time being alive in creating disney were they Oh yeah, well all of these. Because I only
1: recognize one of the.
0: Whoa, okay, whoa! Ooh, we have a lot Guys, more to do. But yeah, still. we're gonna do Carousel of Progress episode for sure. Okay. So you have, you have the Magic Skyway. Got yeah, nothing. Circle Vision 360.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard of it.
0: That's okay. Those are the two that I know. Most <laughs> iconic. About. Most well, okay, <laughs> but here we go. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Of
1: course. We've talked about that on the a most. Of podcasts, inno- yeah.
0: yeah, one of the most innovative like things with uh, animatronics came really from that moment, mm-hmm. human animatronics, and then the carousel of progress. Before COVID, it still probably is, but uh, before COVID, the longest running show of all time. Yes, they're animatronics, but it's still considered that on paper. And so to be creating these insanely innov- like innovative things moments rides experiences and then be asked to make something else that people will consider timeless is pretty crazy
1: yeah and that was one of the things that i saw is why they were able to pull it off in 11 months is because they were like we're already working on this animatronic stuff for the uh, great moments of mr lincoln so i think we can just take that repurpose it do something a little bit different and use that same technology uh and create this other thing for pepsi it also resulted in something that's like been around since then so forever yeah
0: and it is interesting to me that Mr. Lincoln came first because when you look at them it's a small world is so childish Mm -hmm. and I know that was their goal with it was to look like the ride was supposed to look like kids put it together
1: in a way it was I saw that Yeah. yeah
0: which is really cool but you do think you know making this human robot and then now these look like little characters it
1: like they're made out of like paper mache and stuff like that yeah. yeah um yeah so when they when he had to make this last minute call basically he was like all right we got to get up our our a team um and again that's kind of what has stood out to me about this particular ride um names that you will hear throughout all of disney imprinted is uh mary blair bob gerr your favorite yes my favorite the sherman brothers who wrote a lot of iconic music including this particular song and raleigh crump uh, which I hadn't, I'd heard the name before, but I, I wasn't really familiar with what he had done, but all of these names came together to help build this, build this ride.
0: And, in a, and these are names that at this time period, in terms of the creative, it's pretty amazing. So first he went to Raleigh Crump and Raleigh Crump has done a lot for Disney, but this wasn't quite his specialty. This wasn't quite his aesthetic. He, he gave Walt some ideas, but it wasn't quite what he was looking for. So he was like, well, who do I have? What kind of artist do I have that could give me this vision that I'm looking for? And he thought of Mary Blair. Mary Blair was not an Imagineer, but she had worked with Disney on things like Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Cinderella, as, uh, working as an art director on those films. So when he came to her, and a lot of the iconic art that she has done for Disney incorporates children. She has a very childlike, whimsical mind, and came up with the style. I mean, it is kind of a brand. It's a small world has a very specific color scheme, and uh, Art Deco kind of feel.
1: Yeah, her stuff is really. You're going to see it a lot more on the, like the externals of the, and I mean internals also. But like, if you go see it, you're going to recognize it's like a lot of a lot of kind of opposite colors and, you know, kind of funky designs that are all put together in a little abstract, but not necessarily, because um, there are, like, buildings and stuff you'll see in it. Uh, Raleigh Crump, I know, did do the, like, exterior um, uh, monument that uh, w- attracted people to come see this, because because they didn't have a lot of time. They were like, we, d- we can't really, like, do our normal immersive yes entryway. They, so. they knew
0: that the show building was just going to be a show building. Yes, So they went to Raleigh Crump, who had been known to make these crazy sculptures and really Unique designs, and they would he would just make these like things on his desk. And so they went to him, and and they're like, Oh, you can come up with something. And he came up with the Tower of the Four Winds, and it was this very like I don't know, 60s feeling I don't even know how to describe it. Look, I'll be honest we'll include like, a picture of it, it's
1: abstract, but it also like it does to me, it kind of looks influential into the ultimate art design that went into the small world. So, oh,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: No, that. From what I was able to research, that like monument isn't really anywhere.
0: No, and it's it's nowhere because it came out, and Raleigh Crump, they, he designed it. They sent it to the company in California that was going to make it, and it was so expensive that that was not in Pepsi's budget. Mm. So they went to Walt Disney, and they're like, ooh, it's not the budget. Walt Disney's like, I got this. I'm rich. <laughs> so he paid for it out of his own pocket. Then Raleigh Crump takes... Disney down to wherever it is to see it. And Raleigh Crump hates it.
1: Mm. He is
0: so mad because he's like, this is not what I wanted. And Disney's like, "Mm, well, you better like it because it cost me $250,000. So we're keeping it. And he was like, and I like it. It's exactly the feel we're going for. So it was at the front there. They actually, so when they brought it back to California, they ended up saying, yeah, we're going to scrap it. It's too expensive to bring it back interesting yeah it's just gonna cost us more money to bring it let's think of something new and raleigh crump is like thank god it also
1: feels like a cop out like oh it's just too expensive to move What I <laughs> that's like what i do with my furniture when i'm yeah. like, like oh, mm, i guess i'll just put it on the side of the road yeah
0: well uh, this is a little too much work for me yeah.
1: <laughs> um so that was crump's influence and then mary blair did a lot of the internal designs and a lot of the stuff that you see uh that is stuck with the ride from now on yeah um but we we also have other big names there, like so bob ger right
0: Yes, my hero. Your hero. He is like, God, I just want to be best friends with him. He seems so cool. <laughs> so, he um, obviously, Disney has worked with he, Walt Disney, kept going to him for a lot of big iconic parts of Disney. And Bob Guard would be like, I don't know if I'm good at this, but okay, here we go. And so, the boat ride that's where he went to him for the actual mechanics uh, of the ride itself. So, it is a water ride, it's a boat ride, that's not unique. You know, we have log flumes, and we have, like, a love boat situation.
1: Okay. And this is
0: neither of those. Sure. The mechanics of this is a little different, because it's not a log flume, which would rely on...
1: Momentum? Kinetic energy?
0: Those things, but... um,
1: You're making like a, okay. You're making like a hill motion. Yeah, yeah.
0: On drops, you know, because that's what kind of pushes the ride along is these these drops. And it's not a love boat situation where it's kind of the underwater system that's pushing the boats forward. If one doesn't work, none of them work. Mm -hmm. This had to be very unique. Sure. Because they knew that they're going to have more attendance at the World's Fair than they even do at Disneyland. Yeah. And think about how many people at Disneyland ride It's a Small World every day.
1: Sure. And I mean that was the thing that stood out to me and it was mentioned in the intro but they had 10 million tickets that were sold to this over the 1 year in time that the that this was a, It
0: was broken up by like 6 months. Yeah, so they had
1: like 2 years but it was 6 months and 6 months um, yeah. within those 2 years but uh, as a total of of one full year had 10 million rides and in part because as they said there was almost never a line because of the efficiency of this That's ride. crazy. Yeah. Um, and so Bob Kerr, he's your, he's your transportation guy. And at this point I feel like Disney is like assembling his crew and like one of those heist movies. It's like, I got my design <laughs> person. I got my, my getaway driver and Bob Kerr.
0: But yeah, Bob Kerr definitely the getaway driver. Yeah.
1: But you do need soundtrack people.
0: Oh my gosh. Are you even ready? So, so he, so before we started uh, recording this and we're discussing a little bit of what we want to talk about. Will was like, ah, the brother, there were like two brothers, like Shonen, or and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Do not insult the Sherman brothers that way. I
1: don't remember it that, I don't remember it happening that way, but sure. Um, (laughs) Yes, the Sherman brothers uh, wrote the song,
0: It's It's a a Small world. World. These are very, very important composers. In the Disney family.
1: Yeah, this was kind of like towards the beginning of their relationship with Disney.
0: Yes, but Disney knew he could trust them. So this is the Sherman Brothers. The Sherman Brothers have created some of the most iconic music that you've heard. At this point, they had already been working with Disney on something else going to the World's Fair. The Carousel of Progress. So it didn't seem like a big deal for Disney to say, yes, I need you to come up with one more thing. And he came up with It's a Small World. Walt Disney loved the song so much, he changed the title of The Ride from Children of the World to It's a Small World. Yeah. And actually, technically, It's a Small World After All. And one of the things that the Sherman Brothers and Walt Disney thought was so important was that the words, after all, were really the iconic parts of the song. Because it's supposed to be, after all, we really are united. Mm. We really are together. We're one world. And we should understand each other's cultures. Sure.
1: And with that said, the original song was not It's a Small World. No. O- originally, they were going to be uh, singing the national anthem of each song. <gasps> yes. uh, of each country as they went through this ride. Um, but due to audio syncing issues and just the like different melodies and different speeds, it just became a jumbled mess. And it, so...
0: It sounds like a great idea. Sure. You know, you want to honor each nation. But yeah... Walt Disney, they like had put it in this, you know, big sound stage, whatever, and they were going through it at the same speed as the guests would go through. And yeah, jumbled mess. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> and then
1: even then, like when the first iteration of its a Small World was a little too slow tempo tempo. Oh um, yes. So they needed to speed it up a little bit to get to to get to the earworm that we have today.
0: You know, gotta keep it fun. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep it light, gotta keep it happy. And we have to have children record. The audio, so now it's a beautiful children's choir singing It's a Small World, and it did. It it happened to go in all the different languages that you're going through the world.
1: And a couple other fun things while we're on the topic of the song. It is like the only Disney song that is free use.
0: That is so fascinating to me.
1: Because they just wanted it to be like, it's for the world.
0: Yes, we don't don't want to copyright it. 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 Anyone can have it. Uh, Some other songs that... You know, I just want to throw out there that we'll be excited to talk about the Sherman Brothers with you, so remember this. Uh, The Tiki Room, which we'll get to, as we said, The Care of Cell Progress, and some of the movies that you might know of that did come after this time. I'm sure that It's a Small World gained Disney's trust in every way, shape, and form. Mary Poppins, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Jungle Book. Those are pretty big deals. A lot of oh, iconic... there's also a lot more, but we're we're going to yes. end there before I get too excited. For sure. For sure. <laughs> a lot of
1: iconic songs. Yes. Um, the last thing I think that's in, that's fun to mention about the song is that it is arguably the most played song in the history of the world.
0: Wow, really? That's a,
1: that's a statement that they have made, that Disney has made about it. Um, and kind of, it's believable in a way where they're like, all right, every single day, for 16 hours, this song is playing on loop.
0: Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. An
1: average of 1,200 times. But I'm also like, what was the name <laughs> of that song by Lil Nas X?
0: I'm <laughs> gonna take my horse to the Old Town old Road. Old Town Road. I feel like Old Town Road
1: streamed <laughs> a lot from a lot of different devices. So, like, I'm just... <laughs> There's an argument to be made, but this I don't, is true. I don't think it's necessarily true.
0: So this has I'm just not been, streaming
1: Small World. That's all I'm saying.
0: This has been playing for a long time. I think that's one thing that it has on Little Nosex. Yeah. Uh Is it's been playing for many, many years, and it actually plays at most of the Disney theme parks. Not only is it playing all the time it is playing at majority of the parks around the world so obviously it found its home in disneyland then in 1971 it went to disney world's magic kingdom in 1983 it went to tokyo disneyland 1992 disneyland paris hong kong disneyland 2008 a little bit of gap there and it it, the only park it is not in is shanghai
1: that's interesting i didn't know that yeah yeah why it's not in shanghai
0: I, To be honest, I researched trying to find Mm -hmm. an answer. I could not find one. I do like the idea that each park has its own version of It's a Small World. Obviously, they're all quite similar, but adding a little more um, specialty and giving it a more permanent feel at each location.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I do know I remember seeing that like the – as we said earlier on, like, the original concept for, for it to look like it was made by kids, I heard that at the rest of the parks, so it's just, like, more professional looking.
0: Yeah, it still has that, like, yeah. kiddish feel, but it, like, there's parts of the Disneyland one that literally feel like, I'm like, that is construction paper flying above my head.
1: Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> like, you got that at Michael's for 99 cents. And now I'm looking at it and paying lots of money every year to look at this.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. If you go on it every time, which I think a lot of people consider this to be like a, oh, yeah. a must ride every time they go. Yeah. Uh, so might as well jump to it now. Uh, you, is this an every ride for you or every, every trip ride for you?
0: It is not. It's definitely one. I mean, I'll ride it. And especially if. I have visitors who don't go to Disney very often. That's usually one people want to hit because of what, mm-hmm. you know, a Disney legend yeah. this ride is. But no, I I don't. Yeah. The last time I was there, I did it just because it's long. It's about 12 to 15 minutes long. And I just wanted to be at the Disney parks as long as possible before it closed.
1: Sure, sure, sure. That's right. the same
0: way with pirates. Like sometimes at the end of the day, I'm like, I just want to be here because then I'm in Disney property longer.
1: <laughs> and I feel like that song is so repetitive that it just makes the time crawl. So it's at like midnight, you're really in there.
0: Yeah, at midnight yeah. it does feel like I was in there for 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. So, but I mean, let's I the reason one of the reasons that the development is so interesting is cuz the ride itself is not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't get me wrong, it's very cool and it's iconic and I've been on it since I've been an adult maybe once. But uh but it is like you're you're in a boat. And you're writing for twelve to fifteen minutes, and you're going through these different regions of the world, and uh, you're going from Europe, and you're seeing a bunch of different countries, and the Middle East, Asia, to the jungles, um, to South America, et cetera, et cetera. And in each stop, you're seeing like pieces of the culture, and you're seeing kids that are the animatronics, and there are different things to look at. There's over two hundred and forty animatronics.
0: Yeah, there's a lot um, of yeah of kids and toys and. Animals that are in it,
1: yeah, and you're hearing the same 16 measures of song over and over and over at uh, iconic song.
0: You have a good point there. You have a good point. I think it's definitely there's a big nostalgic factor to it, and you know, I do think there's some controversy around it being obviously like politically correct or what have you. As um, as we grow together as a worldly community, but I do know that Disney's intent was a good one it was about unity and it was about us seeing other cultures and all learning from each other because again I, I really do believe Disney meant well by I, I think Disney meant well by their goals here and something that I've been told I'll be honest I haven't seen this anywhere but what I was told um when I was younger I did something called people to people and you it's an ambassador program where you go to other countries and you go live there for a month or so or a couple months and you get to go to school with people and do some immersive experiences. That sounds really cool. It was awesome and I loved getting to do I did it a couple times growing up but we were told that part of the reason for this was because Dwight D. Eisenhower and Walt Disney were like let's make the world a better place and learn about other cultures and become one. But I haven't read anywhere that people to people was mentioned. I think, I feel like people to people lied to me.
1: <laughs> that we certainly could. I feel
0: be like they're like that girl likes Disney. We know it. Maybe this we'll- is how we'll get her. Yeah, we got her. Yeah.
1: um That's funny. Yeah,
0: I do think that nowadays, um as we grow, it, there's some problematic issues with it. uh Just the lack of actual culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, like let's call it spade to spade. This was created in the 1960s and the intent behind it was very unifying at the same time a lot of the ways that they portrayed that was a lot of like very whitewashed cultures um and as i think a f- i think a friend of ours has said like you get to the finale of it and every single culture in there is represented all wearing white and it's just very like they all have the same face and and one of the reasons behind that was like well, it was like i do want it to be like we are all the same Um, But it still is a very centric on our culture point of view. And again, 1960s, I think that was the intent behind it was a good one. Yes. But we've definitely evolved our thinking since then. And I think that that when we get to the changes in this ride, uh, I think that's the big circle behind it. But that's certainly possible that Disney will make those changes because they have updated this ride a number of different ways. And they've kind of peeled back some of the more problematic areas, and 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 made some other changes that have been a little more controversial. Uh, yes. and we can kind of talk through some of those uh, now before we get to the to that part or what we would change
0: in 2008, which just seems like it took them a long time to do it. But they even changed like the boarding to accommodate wheelchair access. Yeah, feels like they probably should have done that beforehand. Probably,
1: but, but I mean, they did it. So they did I it. think that's important.
0: And then in 2018, wow, I can't believe it was that recent.
1: Yeah. So they made a lot of a uh, controvert the controversial update.
0: Okay, it wasn't that controversial. In 2018, they added 37 Disney characters.
1: So yeah, you're you're starting to see all these different Disney characters that like, got added. Um, and yay, they, <laughs> and they put them all in their like kind of respective regions. So like Mulan's in China. When you're seeing Cinderella over in like the European area, um, and this was controversial for people Pssh. because it was like, all right. In fact, one of the things is they like removed uh, the New Guinea area and added. Wait, like, really? Yeah, and added Woody and Jessie. Oh, so like that—that that was a little like, all right, come on, Disney. Okay, I didn't here. know that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I
0: do like having the Disney characters. People are like, no, it's not supposed to be about Disney, and I'm like, no, give me all the IP. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of
1: fun. I get it. Like, it's kind of cool to see them in there. It Gives you something to focus on as you're moving through each ride, and not seeing the same repetitive thing every time.
0: And I think it's fun to see like like Lilo and Stitch in this like Hawaiian. And you're like, oh, that's so cool that I don't know. They mix in well with these, in my opinion, old animatronics. And yeah. it's part of it. And it is, it's cartoony in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it, it makes me happy to see the IP in there. I understand that that's controversial. I also, usually, I'm the kind of person who's like, no change. And I'm like, yeah, change. This is a good <laughs> one to change. I definitely think this is a ride that deserves updating. Yeah. Not necessarily in the way that you might think. Um, I like the corny aspect of it looking like it's made by children totally down with that mm-hmm. i i just think it would be i i think culturally we, you know i'd like to see some i mean again you can't add more ride see more
1: yeah well i mean i think there's a difference between like seeing the different culture through the white lens and seeing the different cultures as they are presented uh from those different areas right yeah. so like i don't really know i'm i i do not have the answer on how to how to portray that but i do think that there's an answer out there and i think if you're going to go in with this idea of unity and, and that we are all one world, then I think you really got to engage with those different regions and let them kind of contribute their own stories that way. And that's what I would change. But That'd be cool. Yeah. I,
0: in the beginning on opening day, Disney had from the seven lands, as he put it, like the seven different bodies of water and they all put them together
1: into the yeah stream. yeah i thought that was really cool too
0: there's cool there's definitely cool aspects to this where i think the intent was right but yeah we hey as we grow let's grow yeah it's a, the song will not change this will still get stuck in your head unless sometimes all of a sudden baby shark comes on and you have to ride i'm cutting this oh man
1: <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
0: laughs> but maybe You have to ride It's a Small World with a Baby Shark playing.
1: How would would you do it?
0: Would you go on that? No. What? Why? I don't want
1: to hear Baby Shark for 15 minutes.
0: Oh, man. It's fun. (laughs)
1: Don't get me wrong, but come on.
0: I'd be so down. (laughs) I'm sure you
1: would. So this ride has a lot of things to look at, including a number of hidden Mickeys.
0: Uh, We're not going to go through all of them because there's quite a lot. And that's including all of the Disney characters that have been added to the ride. So we're going to let you find some of these on your own. But some of the ones that I will mention is there is three circular control towers, okay? Topped with umbrellas overlooking the entrance to the queue. So this is on the outside of the ride. Um, the center tower is larger than the other two. So together they form a classic hit and Mickey. There you go. In the early part of your boat ride, look above for a boy standing in a hot air balloon. He's going to be holding a bear, and that bear's head and ears cast a classic Hidden Mickey in the shadows on the balloon. This is one I have seen, and it's cool.
1: Uh, to me, it sounds like the shape of a bear's head with ears.
0: Well, it's a Hidden Mickey, okay? <laughs> no, it does It does cast one. It's, yeah, I, it's I believe cute. it. I believe it. Uh, in the last room of the ride, because they are, they're like showrooms. It's mm-hmm. very... That's, this is another one where I look at the ceiling tiles, and I'm like, wow, this reminds me of school.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you on this one.
0: Um, there's a group of small balloons that when you move, when they move up and down, they form a classic Hidden Mickey as well.
1: Um, a couple other cool things that are in there that are not, I mean, that might be considered Hidden Mickeys, but um, are not actual Mickeys, um, is the Mary Blair.
0: Yeah, Mary Blair
1: is the mary blair doll right there's like there's like one of those animatronics
0: in each park
1: okay it's like a tribute to her um for doing a lot of like design work there and then another fun change that they made uh that i think it just kind of was silly to me i think is the sad clown
0: yes the sad clown well i also am so curious why that was there that's
1: what is so funny to me about it so there's a clown in it that used to like be in an hot air balloon or something
0: with a sad face and holding a sign that said help yeah
1: why is that he was
0: like get me out of this ride i want this okay here's my theory toy story is real and these animatronics come to life at night and he was trying to get help and get out of there
1: and now um he was given a balloon and he's happy yeah no, side, it's stockholm syndrome oh my he's God. been in there for so long but he's like, just happy with but it but
0: that is so weird that they yeah, had that I, it is i wish there there's no explanation for it that i have found of like why they put a sad clown in a hot air balloon
1: yeah i have no idea which is very funny to me because it's supposed to be like it's happy ride a happy song and then it's like the darkness underneath it there's yeah this clown who's very sad
0: <laughs> yeah disney did change it now the clown is happy right or so uh. they say
1: mm. um so before we wrap things up the Couple questions we've we've already touched on a couple of the questions that we typically talk about we've talked some about change but I'd still like to know like is there any, a specific that you might change about the ride like anything in particular like a sad clown kind of situation or
0: more sad clowns probably <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh I mean look it is really long yeah I wouldn't be like I'm okay with pirates length that's more I think my speed this one I think I would make it faster or I don't know let, cha- I don't know it's long. <laughs> It's repetitive. I agree.
1: Yeah. It's hard for me to think of much that I would change about this aside from what we've already talked about. Um,
0: Maybe like a drop.
1: (laughs) Okay. So assuming that that doesn't happen, um, you're on your way out of the park. Yes. There's a 10-minute wait to get on.
0: That would be really long. I
1: would think so. Late at night.
0: (laughs) Um, If there's no wait, again, there's been certain situations where I'm like, you know what? Last ride of the night, fine. Kind of just give me a moment to... Take a little time while the rush exits the park. Yes. That's um fair. it's de- It's definitely, like, I do, this ride is not one of my favorites. I don't hate it, but, like, it's no Haunted Mansion. You know what I mean? For sure. For <laughs> sure. There's so, a- yeah. No, I, I usually would say no, but there are some times where I need the crowd to clear. Um, usually, that's, be real, that's the case.
1: <laughs> Legitimately, I, uh, I feel like if we were there together and there were, it was short and you're like i want to jump on this to let the cloud crowd clear there's about a 50 50 chance i'd be like great let's do it at 50 50 chance i'd be like great go for it i'm just gonna hang (laughs) out on this park bench and i'll see you when you get out
0: yeah i mean when i go to disney world i can't even tell you the last time my family went on this yeah we it's not a ride we seek out ever Um,
1: let's not get it wrong we don't hate this ride.
0: No, not at all. It's
1: very, it's, it's great. It is what it is. Um, and I'm glad yeah, that's there's part a of lot, the experience.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of great things about this ride. It's definitely has so much history. And I think that's what excites me more than anything. I love these rides that have a lot of history and the making and how innovative they were. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just not, it's not one of my tops. For sure. I would choose Pirates over this. Ooh, Will. Would you choose pirates or it's a small world? I would choose pirates. Wow. Okay.
1: And I don't like pirates.
0: I know. (laughs) But (laughs) again, it's
1: the song, right? Like,
0: but some people love the song.
1: I do too, but I just don't.
0: Very interesting. Just just
1: being honest, you know.
0: We're just being honest, but there's so much beauty in this. Uh, If you haven't seen the outside of the ride. It's pretty amazing. The exterior part of the show building is truly incredible, and there's a lot of fun to happen there. It looks like it's constantly moving and having a party, which mm-hmm. I love. So definitely, if even if you don't want to ride the ride, check it out. If you haven't been on it before, definitely check it out.
1: Yeah. Everybody should check it out once.
0: Yes, and appreciate the history and how it came to be. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening.
1: To it's a small world.
0: Thank you for listening to It's a Small World After All. (laughs) Will Uh, left. He's gone. (laughs) What? (laughs) Thank you for listening to It's a Small World. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, and follow us on all social media at on Instagram and Facebook at Slice of Disney and on Twitter at Slice underscore of underscore Disney.
1: If you have any uh, requests for other rides that you might want us to follow you can slide into those dms or you can email us at slice at gmail.com
0: if you have any facts that we might have missed or anything that we might have gotten wrong any opinions i'd love to hear them i'd love to hear your opinion on this ride i do feel like it is pretty polarizing uh and any other things you want us to talk about please let us know thank you for listening to slice of disney okay bye